Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, this is Harriet and I will be your reader today. This 25th of February or the 16th of Adar 1 on the Hebrew calendar. It is Sunday, we have a new week and uh, the new parasha is called Ki Tisa which means when you count. And the scripture reading from the Torah is today Exodus or Shemot chapter 30 verse 11 through chapter 31 and verse 17. Before we start reading, please join me in blessing and thanking God for His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. So let's begin in Exodus 30. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, When you tally the sum of Bnei Israel by numbering them, then every man must pay a ransom for his soul to the Lord when you count them, so that no plague will fall on them. Everyone among them who crosses over must give half a shekel according to the sanctuary shekel, which is twenty geras, half a shekel as an offering to the Lord. Everyone who crosses over among them who is counted from twenty years old and upward is to give the offering to the Lord. The rich are not to give more, and the poor are not to give less than the half shekel. When they present the offering of the Lord to make atonement for your souls, you are to take the atonement money from Bnei Israel and give it for the service of the tent of meeting so that it may be a memorial for Bnei Israel before the Lord to make atonement for your souls. The Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, You will also make a basin of bronze with a bronze stand for washing. You are to place it between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. Aharon and his sons are to wash their hands and their feet there. Whenever they go into the tent of meeting or come near to the altar to minister, to present an offering made by fire in smoke to the Lord, they are to wash with water so that they do not die. 
They are to wash their hands and their feet so that they do not die. It is to be an eternal statute for them, to him and to his offspring throughout their generations. Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Now take for yourself the best spices, five hundred shekels of flowing myrrh, half as much sweet cinnamon, also two hundred and fifty shekels of sweet calamus, five hundred of cassia, after the sanctuary shekel, plus a hin of olive oil. You are to make holy anointing oil from it, a fragrant mixture, blended as the work of a perfumer. It will be holy anointing oil. You are to anoint the tent of meeting with it, the ark of the testimony, as well as the table and all its articles, the menorah and its articles, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the basin along with its stand. You are to consecrate them so they will be most holy, who whatever touches them will become holy. You are to anoint Aharon and his sons and consecrate them so that they may minister to me as Kohanim. Speak to Bnei Israel, saying, this is to be a holy anointing all to me throughout your generations. It must not be poured on human flesh, nor are you to make any like it with its formula. It is holy, and it must be holy to you. Whoever mixes any like it, or whoever puts any of it on anyone unauthorized, will be cut off from his people. Then the Lord said to Moshe, Take the sweet spices, stacti, onycha, and galbanum. The spices and pure frankincense are to be in equal measures. Make a fragrant mixture from them, and blend like the work of the perfumer, seasoned with salt, pure and holy. You are to beat some of it into powder, and set it before the testimony in the tent of meeting, where I will meet with you. It is to be most holy to you. But the incense which you make, with its formula, you are not to make for yourselves. It is to be holy to you, for the Lord. Whoever makes any like it, to breathe in its smell, will be cut off from his people. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Yehuda, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge in all kinds of craftsmanship, to make ingenious designs, to forge with gold, silver, and bronze, as well as cutting stones for setting and carving wood to work in all manner of craftsmanship. Also, look, I myself have appointed with him Oholiav, son of Achisamak, of the tribe of Dan. Within the hearts of all who are wise-hearted, I have placed skill, so that they may make everything that I have commanded you. The tent of meeting, the ark of the testimony, the atonement cover that is to be on it, 
all the furnishings of the tabernacle, the table and its utensils, the menorah of pure gold with all of its utensils, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all of its utensils, the basin and its stand, the woven garments, the holy garments for Aharon the Kohen, the garments for his sons to minister as Kohanim, the anointing oil and the incense of sweet spices for the holy place. They are to make them just as how I commanded you. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak now to Bnei Israel, saying, Surely you must keep my Shabbatot, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, so you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Therefore you are to keep the Shabbat, because it is holy for you. Everyone who profanes it will die, for whoever does any work during Shabbat, that soul will be cut off from the midst of his people. Work is to be done for six days, but on the seventh day is the Shabbat of complete rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Shabbat will surely be put to death. So B'nai Israel is to keep the Shabbat, to observe the Shabbat throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and B'nai Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he ceased from work and rested. That was Exodus thirty eleven through thirty one seventeen. Now we have our portion from the prophets, and we will read Second Kings nine, or Melachim Bet nine. Then Elisha the prophet summoned one of the sons of the prophets and told him, Strap up your cloak, take this flask of oil in your hand, and go to Ramoth Gilad. When you arrive there, look out there for Yehu, son of Jehoshaphat, son of Nimshi. Then go in, get him to rise up from among his fellows, and bring him to an inner room. Then take the flask of oil and pour it on his head and say, Thus says the Lord, I have anointed you king of Israel. Then open the door and flee. Don't wait around. So the young man, a young prophet, went to Ramoth Gilad. Now when he arrived, behold, the army commanders were sitting. So he said, I have a word for you, commander. Yehu asked, For which one of us? He replied, For you, commander. Then he rose and went inside the house, and the prophet poured the oil on his head and said to him, Thus says the Lord, God of Israel, I have anointed you king over the people of the Lord over Israel. So you will strike down the house of Ahav, your master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord shed by Isabel. For the whole house of Ahav will perish, and I will cut off from Ahav every male, slave or free, in Israel. 
I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Yeruvam, son of Nevat, and like the house of Baasa, son of Ahia. The dogs will eat Isabel in the field of Yeshriel, and there will be none to bury her. Then he opened the door and fled. Then Yehu came out to the officers of his master, and one asked, asked him, Is everything all right? Why did this crazy fellow come to you? He said to them, You know the man and his babbling. But they said, It's a lie. Tell us now. So he said, He said something like this to me, saying, Thus says the Lord, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then they hurried, and every man took his garment and put it under him on the bare steps, and blew the shofar, saying, Yehu is king. So Yehu, son of Jehoshaphat, son of Nimshi, conspired against Joram. Now Joram had been defending Ramot-Gilad, he and all Israel, against King Hazael of Aram. But King Joram had returned to Israel to recover from the wounds that the Arameans had inflicted on him when he fought with King Hazael of Aram. Then Yehu said, If this is your wish, then let no one escape and go out of the city to go to tell the news in Israel. So Yehu mounted a chariot and went to Israel, for Yoram was lying there. Meanwhile, Excuse me. Meanwhile, King Ahaziah of Yehuda came down to see Yoram. Now the watchman stationed on the tower in Israel saw Yehu's troop approaching and said, I'm seeing a troop. Then Yoram said, Take a horseman and dispatch him to meet him and let him ask, Is it peace? So the horse rider went to meet him and said, Thus says the king, Is it peace? But Yehu said, What do you have to do with peace? Turn behind me. So the watchman reported, saying, The messenger reached them, but didn't come back. Then he dispatched out another horseman, who went to them and said, Thus says the king, Is it peace? But Yehu answered, What do you have to do with peace? Turn behind me. So the watchman reported, saying, He reached them but didn't come back, and the driving is like the driving of Yehu, son of Nimshi, for he is driving on like a maniac. Then Yoram ordered, Hitch up the chariot. So he hitched up his chariot. Then King Yoram of Israel and King Ahaziah of Yehuda went out each of in his chariot to meet Yehu and found him at the field of Navot, the Jisraelite. Now when Yoram saw Yehu, he asked, Is it peace, Yehu? So he answered, What peace, so long as the harlotries of your mother Isabel and her witchcrafts are so many? So Yoram turned his horses around and fled, crying out to Ahaziah, Treason, Ahaziah! But Yehu drew his bow with his full strength and shot Yoram between his arms, and the arrow went out through his heart, and he collapsed in his chariot. Then he said to Bidkar, his aide, Pick him up and throw him on the property of the field of Navot, the Jisraelite. 
Remember how you and I were riding together behind Achav, his father, when the Lord took up this burden against him. As surely as I have seen the blood of Navot and the blood of his sons yesterday, it is a declaration of the Lord. I will repay you on this property. It is a declaration of the Lord. So now, pick him up and throw him onto the property, just as in the word of the Lord. When King Ahaziah of Yehuda saw this, he fled by the way of the garden house. But Yehu pursued him and said, Shoot him too. They shot him in the chariot at Gor Pass near Ibliam. Then he fled to Megiddo, but he died there. Then his servants carried him in a chariot to Jerusalem and buried him in his tomb with his fathers in the city of David. Ahaziah had become king over Yehuda in the eleventh year of Yoram, the son of Ahav. Now when Yehu arrived at Yisrael, Yesevel heard about it. So she painted her eyes and dressed her hair and looked out the window. As Yehu entered the gate, she said, Is it peace, Tzimri, your master's assassin? Then he lifted up his face to the window and called out, who is on my side? Who? Two or three eunuchs looked down toward him. Then he said, Throw her down. So they threw her down. Then her blood spattered on the wall and on the horses, and they trampled her. Then he went in, ate and drank. Then he said, Attend now to this cursed woman and bury her, for she was a king's daughter. But when they went to bury her, they found no more of her than the skull, the feet, and the palms of her hands. So they came back and told him. He said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spoke by his servant Eliahu the Tishbite, saying, In the field of Israel will the dogs eat the flesh of Isabel, and the carcass of Isabel will be as dung upon the face of the field and the property of Israel so that they will not say, this was Isabel. That was Second Kings chapter 9. Now we have the writings, and we will read Psalm, or Tehilim, 119, verse 97 through verse 120. Oh, how I love your Torah. It is my meditation all day. Your mitzvot make me wiser than my enemies, for they are mine forever. I have more insight than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I have gained more understanding than all my elders, for I have kept your precepts. I kept my feet from every evil way in order to follow your word. I do not turn away from your rulings, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet is your word to my taste, yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth. From your precepts I get discernment, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn and confirmed to observe your righteous rulings. I am severely afflicted. Keep me alive, Lord, according to your word. Please accept the free will offerings of my mouth, Lord, 
and teach me your rulings. My soul is continually in danger, yet I have not forgotten your Torah. The wicked have set a snare for me, yet I did not stray from your precepts. Your testimonies I have as a heritage forever, for they are my heart's joy. I turn my heart to do your decrees forever to the very end. I hate double-minded ones, but your Torah I love. You are my hiding place and my shield, in your word I hope. Away from me, evildoers, so I may keep the mitzvot of my God. Sustain me according to your word, so I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Support me, and I will be saved, and study your decrees continually. You despise all who wander from your decrees, for their deceitfulness is in vain. All the wicked of the earth you remove like dross. Therefore I love your testimonies. My flesh shudders for fear of you, and I am in awe of your judgments. That was Psalm 119, verse 97 through 120. And our last portion of scripture for today, from the Apostolic Writings, we will read John, or Yohanan, chapter 13. Now it was just before the feast of Passover. Yeshua knew that his hour had come to depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them until the end. While the Seder meal was happening, the devil had already put in the heart of Yehuda from Kriot that he should hand over Yeshua. Yeshua knew that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he gets up from the meal and lays aside his outer garment, and taking a towel, he wrapped it around his waist. Then he pours water into a basin. He began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel wrapped around him. Then he comes to Shimon Kepha, who says to him, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Yeshua responded, responded, You don't know what I am doing now, but you will understand after these things. Kepha said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Yeshua answered him, If I don't wash you, you have no part with me. Shimon Kepha said to him, Master, then not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Yeshua said to him, He who has bathed has no need to wash, except the feet. He is completely clean. And you all are clean, though not everyone. He knew who was betraying him. For this reason, he said, Not all of you are clean. So after he had washed their feet and put his robe back on and reclined again, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly you say, for I am. So if I, your master and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to, uh, ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example. You should do for each other what I have done for you. 
Amen, amen, I tell you. A servant isn't greater than his master, and the one who is sent isn't greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I am not speaking to all of you. I know whom I have chosen. But so the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats my bread has lifted up his heel against me. From now on I am telling you before it happens, so that when it happens you may believe that I am. Amen, amen, I tell you. He who receives the one I send receives me, and he who receives me receives the one who sent me. After he said these things, Yeshua was agitated in spirit and testified, Amen, amen, I tell you, one of you will betray me. The disciples began looking at each other, perplexed. Who was he talking about? One of his disciples, whom Yeshua loved, was reclining at his side. Shimon Kepha nods to him and says, Ask him, who is he talking about? Then he who leaned on Yeshua's chest says to him, Master, who is it? Yeshua answers, It is the one I will give this bit of matzah to after I dip it. After dipping the matzah, he takes it and gives it to Yehuda from Kriot, the son of Shimon. And with that bit, Satan entered into him. Then Yeshua tells him, What you are about to do, do quickly. But no one reclining at the table knew why Yeshua said this to him. Since Yehuda had the money box, some thought Yeshua was telling him, Buy what we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. So after Yehuda received the bit of matzah, he left immediately. Now it was night. Then when Yehuda had gone out, Yeshua said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am not with you. I am with you only a little longer. You will search for me, and just as I told the Judean leaders, so I say to you now, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, so also you must love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Master, where are you going? Shimon Kepha said to him. Yeshua answered, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now but you will follow me later. Kepha said to him, Master, why can't I follow you now? I lay down my life for you. Yeshua answers, Will you lay down your life for me? Amen, amen, I tell you. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. That was John or Yohanan chapter 13. And if you are reading through the Apostolic Writings twice this year, you would also read the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. 
I pray that you have a blessed week, a Shavua Tov, and Shalom, many blessings from Israel. Until next time.